Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to the Anonymous Podcast. This is the Guiding Principle Study. Uh, Tonight, we're going to have episode 86, where we will be starting off on the questions in all our affairs. Uh, before we get started with the questions tonight, we're going to do some introductions. Yaron, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, family. My name is Duran, and I'm an addict. My clean date is March 13, 2020. Uh, my home group is the Clean and Free Group of Narcotics Anonymous. We meet at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays at Trinity Presbyterian Church in Ashtabula. I attend meetings in the Buckeye region of Ohio. Awesome. Good to see you again, Duran. How are we doing, Miss Donna? Hey, everybody. This is Donna P. out here in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is 11-22-85. My home group solution for living at 6 p.m. on Sunday night. Come see us sometime. Awesome. Thanks. Good to see you again, Miss Donna. How are we doing out there, Phil? My name's uh, Phil M. My clean date is 4-19-95. My home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Awesome, sir. Good to see you again as well. How you doing, Chrissy? Hey, family. I'm an addict called Chrissy D. I'm visiting y'all from Albany, Georgia. My clean date is November 7th of 2015. And I attend meetings in Southwest area of Georgia. Come visit us. Awesome. Hope to. Uh, my name is Will. I'm an addict. Um, my clean date's February 27th of 2013. My home group is the Sunday Serenity Group in Ashtabula, Ohio. We meet Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Um, that is it. Tonight, we are going to be getting started on question 10 in all our affairs, and Ms. Donna is going to get us started tonight. Donna, could you read the tradition for us and then get us started on question 10? Sure, Will. Thanks. Tradition 10, Narcotics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the NA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Page 185, question 10. How have I applied this tradition outside of NA? How else might the principles of this tradition guide my thinking and actions? So when it asks about the principles, I just flip back a couple pages to 181, or it has a list of all those spiritual principles that have it to do with tradition 10. You know, I have learned to live according to spiritual principles, thank goodness, due to the steps and traditions in my life. I didn't have any values really before I got clean. And so these have become my values. Um, so what I learned in early recovery was the steps are how you stay clean, right? You build relationships with your sponsors and that kind of stuff. And traditions 
or how we do our work of Narcotics Anonymous, but is also what we take out into the world. It's how we relate to the world, right? And so I, I had no experience in relating to the world except in really toxic ways. So these traditions help me to start um, recognizing that what other people were doing or thinking or saying was none of my business, you know, as long as somebody wasn't getting hurt. That, um, that I could, uh, that money was a tool that could be used for the greater good. You know, that, um, that we could uh, create service boards and committees, that we could work together to make good things happen. And all of that, it learned all of that in the traditions. So how I have applied that recently in my life is, um, you know, at, at work when I'm in on a subcommittee, um, I'm in, I'm not really in management because I refuse, but, uh, but I get put on a lot of committees to try to make things happen, right? And one of the things that happens with us in recovery is that people love us. At, we're great employees because we know how to do this. We know how to get on a committee, right? And uh, we know how to stay focused on what is going on in that committee and not let all the other stuff that might be going on with the organization affect what we're trying to do, right? Like uh, um, I work at an orthopedic clinic and, um, and, uh, and, uh, um, and we were trying to come up with a protocol for dealing with blood clots, which happen a lot after orthopedic surgeries, right? And there just kept being all this noise from all these other people about all this other stuff. It's like, we just need to stay focused on this and try to get this done, right? And those that's a skill that I have brought into my workplaces now, learning how to do this. Um, um, you know, and I've learned that what happens outside of Narcotics Anonymous or what happens outside of my work meeting, it's not that it's not important. It's just that I don't have to deal with it right now. I can stay focused on what I'm doing. So that is the um, that is what comes to mind in terms of how I've used it recently. Um, you know, uh, when we talk in terms of spiritual principles, the one that's really important to me is integrity. And, um, and uh, you know, when we're working on the 10th tradition and remembering that NA's name, not only that we don't have opinions, but NA's name doesn't belong in outside controversy, right? Don't do it. Don't take it out there, right? And um, and even though NA is a really important part of my life, when I get involved in something outside of Narcotics Anonymous that I'm really passionate about, there's, there is a temptation, you know, to bring my experience to bear, um, my experience with recovery. And um, integrity today means that I'm the same on the inside as I am on the outside. That what you see if I'm speaking in a meeting or if I'm at my home group or if I'm out to dinner with you guys or I'm working or I'm in my own home, I'm the same person all the way through, right? And, um, and so not violating these traditions for my convenience is about having integrity. Um, I think that's enough for now. Thank you. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Donna.
What do you got, Duran? Hey, family. Um, yeah, I don't, I, the way, um, how have I applied this tradition outside of NA? So it's funny because like before I even got into the traditions, man, uh, I was learning how to, how, how traditions work and like, um, like some things about it. And I would always say that like my job, I carry the traditions of Narcotics Anonymous into my job. And um, it really is structured like that though. Like we, we work together and that that's how that's how things have worked at my job and it's been really really good and that's how I moved up in, in into the position that I'm into now is by having the structure that I learned in narcotics anonymous meetings business meetings area meetings and 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 everything everything that I know is, is based on what I've learned in narcotics anonymous in my three years here and I'm grateful for that experience and I'm grateful that like my higher power gave me the the mindset to, to use what I've learned outside of the rooms in, in my everyday life. Um, you know, how else my principles of this tradition guide my thinking or my actions. It's funny because I work for a third third party company. I work for an international quality inspection company and we go into other places and inspect parts. So like, I always tell my team like, hey, we're a guest in these people's house, man. We have to use, you know, we have to be together. I use that unity piece a lot. Like it's us, like not us against the world, but like it's us. We are a family. We have to stick together. We have to work together. We have to worry about what we're doing. We have to watch what we're doing. We're a guest in these people's house. We can't just stomp our muddy boots on their floor and expect them to be cool with that. <laughs> like, like we have to stick together, man. And we have to mind our own business. It's our responsibility to show them respect. You know, that's one of the uh, principles, spiritual principles we learn in this tradition, you know, and, um, simplicity hey just come there do our jobs and get out that's it's as simple as that cut and dry like nothing more nothing less we don't got to get up oh there's a there's a bunch of drama going on in this place we do not have to get involved in this we are here to do our job and get out bye bye thank you i don't have time for that man and um you know the humility to realize that like we are a guest in these people's house man to to, to humble ourselves and say hey we're here to do our job Thank you for allowing us to come in here and help you guys. We're not better than you guys. We're not worse than you guys. We're here to work together. And, that, and that's that's that piece, man, that I, I really love is the I'm big on this this unity piece, man. And and caution about what and how we do things. Uh, we have I have a sign uh, um, on one of the polls, man, in our area. And it says, no matter what you're doing, remember, someone is always watching. Remember that. And, and and that's I I didn't even know that I was instilling tradition ten into, into my work atmosphere until now, you know. Uh, thank you for allowing me to share. Awesome, thanks, Jeron. Yeah, Will Addict. Um, I just kind of blanket on this. Um, you know, I, I'm always get excited when we get to in all our affairs, man, because. You know, I just came here to quit using drugs and to find out that like my life's changing outside of Narcotics Anonymous because I'm going to say things I learned here, but like in reality, like for me, like a lot of these things, like I've been practicing a long time. I just didn't know what I was calling it um, or, you know, like kindergarten style shit. Like this is singleness of purpose, you know, not bringing outside issues in and focusing on what we have to do at hand. It works super simple. I'm here to get a check. I don't care how much I like y'all that money stops coming. I ain't showing up. You know, and it's, it's, it's very simple to go, this is why I'm here. 
Um, I really don't care what your political views if you are making my food. I just care if you fuck my food up or not. Um, you know, it's just so like to really get in here and be like, now all of a sudden I'm struggling to do what I do in every other area of my life really easily. Um, because I don't know if it's because I'm an addict or just because I'm paying attention to something that doesn't work out until I get sat down and go, you've really already been doing this. Really, if you cop drugs, like I cop drugs, like we've been doing this a long time. Like this, this is all I need from you. This is it. I don't need to know much family. I don't need to know about all this. I don't need, I just need what I need. And the only reason I am listening to you is because I think I might get a little bit more out of you, but really I just want what I want. You know, I'm here to get what I need and, and move on. But then like I hear, and, uh, all of a sudden I start getting offended when people aren't what I want them to be when they're giving me what I need. Um, you know, and it's, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to broad brush it or oversimplify it too much. There are different, definitely like areas where that could go wrong, but, um, you know, to come into Narcotics Anonymous uh, and expect everybody to be on the exact same page I'm on in every area of life is kind of ridiculous. Um, how have I applied this tradition outside of NA? We're going to get to it in a few questions down here, but Man, in my life and my, my uh, relationship, my workplace are probably the two, two biggest that I can think of right away. Um, and funny, I, she brought up integrity earlier in a thing. Like I, I don't get too big into like psychological tests unless they say something I like. So I'm going to bring one up. Anyway, <laughs> I do this training at work and you had to take this like 400 question, like aptitude thing. And there was a circle and there was two dots on this circle and it was uh, I was like, mine's messed up. I only have one dot. And they're like, everyone has two dots. And I'm like, I don't have two, but my dots were on the same number. And they were like, you're the exact same person outside of work as you are inside of work. I said, well, yeah, it's okay. That's why it's worked. You know, if I had to fake this, if I had to put effort, like, I'm sorry, it wouldn't work out. Like that shit's exhausting. Um, my job just happens to suit me pretty well. Uh, but I remember that that was, that was kind of eye opening to me too. Like, yeah, I just, um, I mean, I help people for a living, uh, you know, works out. So that's all I have for right now. Cause I can see what we're going to get into some of this stuff here in a minute. Um, I see Phil's got his hand up. What you got, sir? Well, good stuff from everybody. Uh, I'll, I'll be real quick. Uh, I'm just, just like uh, all of, all of you, like uh, practicing this in all my affairs, that tradition can come in handy, like at work, uh, different outside uh, organizations. Um, I belong to and just things that are outside of uh, of, of of Narcotics Anonymous, and I can use this, and I and I do use this a lot. You know, uh, can't we focus on the task? Can't we focus on our work? Can't we just do the job that we're supposed to be doing? Because of these outside things, sometimes they're just in the way, and then they can be problematic with uh, with different things, and. Um, just keeping um, outside things, outside things, and and not losing uh, focus. And then uh, even even in, in in the household, you know, uh, family and things, they can be uh, too far over there, you know, with neighbors and friends and other family and all that, you know. And sometimes it's like, you know, you know what? That's sort of like none of our business. We need to uh, stay in our our own lane, and that's outside of us. That got really nothing to do with with us. So in, in all my affairs, uh, it, it, it runs deep. And um, uh, steps, uh, I love them. They're definitely for us. But I, I can really see myself being a traditionalist trying to navigate um, in this world.
Awesome. Thank you, Phil. I don't see any other hands up and I have question 11. Uh, question 11, what constitute inside issues in other areas of my life? How do I determine which issues are and are not relevant in various areas of my life? Um, constitutes inside issues, I guess a few that come off the cup, like my love life, my sex life, my marriage, my finances, um, everything that you know, I don't have to invite everybody into. I definitely talk to my sponsor in some of these areas and things like that, but these aren't um, these aren't areas I'm necessarily going to Narcotics Anonymous meetings looking for help with. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty simply that right there. Uh, how do I determine which issues are and are not relevant in various areas of my life? Man, this is hard for me. So I got to compartmentalize things. Um, uh, you know, I, I share a lot, like I'm just not big enough that violence was ever a successful tool for me. So manipulation was. Um, and, I, you know, I wasn't left out of that boat. So uh, when I get into areas and I start looking at things, I have to break things down in real simple terms. Um, especially with like another recovering addict, if I'm, if I'm judging or I'm saying, oh, this person can't help me because, you know, we say things like, well, which person can't help you? Well, that person, what's his name? His name is this. What is he? He's, oh, uh, this or that. He's a clean addict. So a clean addict can't help me? Oh, yes, a clean addict can help me. You know, sometimes I have to, to get like that because I will see so much of a, a person's outside makeup that um, I don't. Um, same, and I don't want to get too big into my love love uh, interests and stuff in here, but like with my wife especially, um, when I'm having both sides of that conversation in my head uh, and not talking to her, I, I can uh, I can convince myself she, she's just, I don't know, calling me a sucker, doing whatever, you know, uh, not respecting me, not when it's really nothing. It really isn't half the time. Um, and how do I determine which issues are and are not relevant? Yeah, we look at why we're here. Um, why are we here is one of my favorite things to say, and not just in Narcotics Anonymous, like, why are we at work? Why, why, am, why am I living in this house with this woman and these kids? You know, like why am I, just don't forget why you're here. Why could we prayed for this? We did. We, we hoped for this. We, we worked really fucking hard. Um, and for my job, especially, I always remind myself like, bro, you went and bought a suit and practice in a mirror to ask them to let you do this fucking job. Now stop it. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, they don't appreciate me. This is dumb. This isn't worth it. Like slow down, you know? Um, but I can work myself up really fast. Um, and, and if I don't, um, you know, take that pause moment. And as it said, you know, find out which issues are not relevant here. Um, I, I work for a corporation. My feelings really aren't relevant. Um, at home, my feelings are relevant. Um, you know, so there's different areas where things, things count that others don't. Um, I'm trying to think of like relationships with sponsees, things like that. Like I, I got to remember what my job is, you know, especially with trying to carry other addicts or trying to um, like my sponsees call me every day. They're supposed to. Um, if they don't, like I try to call them every now and again, but like I can't get caught up in why isn't he or this, that. Like I've buried three sponsees, um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, so I had, I'm going to shut up in a second, I swear. Um, first one that relapsed, I remember I was at work. I went outside and cried on this park bench outside for like an hour and a half. Like he had like 18 months, didn't die, just relapsed. But my sponsor was like, what's wrong? And I'm just, he went back, heck yeah. And you know, like, 
you know what? And I knew he was using, and I let him lie to me. Um, and I, because I, I wanted to think he wasn't. Um, and after that day, I never did again. So all three that I did bury, I can tell you that, that leading up to that, I said, man, you're fucking lying and you, you need to come clean with this shit. And I was honest with them about where they were. Um, and I talked to them still every day. So I know I did everything I could along the way. But um, that's all I have for right now because I'm getting a little off topic. Thank you. Hello, Duran. Man, my brother, you just shared some strong stuff, man. Um, oh, okay. What constitutes inside issues in other areas of my life? I mean, Will pretty much touched on it, man. You know, but I, I really was intrigued by the second part of the question is how do I determine which issues are and are not relevant in various areas of my life? And it piqued my interest because like, I have to check my motives today. Like, what are my motives for putting this out there, putting this information out there? Like, do I do I want sympathy? Am I throwing myself a pity party? Do I want people to just coddle me? Like, what what is what is my what is my mission? Like, with 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 you know talking about issues that I have, you know, are you know because one issue that I have it's not really an issue it's something that I do outside of the fellowship and and I uh go to therapy you know and and I like to tell people that because I like them to know that you can seek outside help yes I work the steps of narcotics anonymous yes I I'm involved with this yes I'm involved with that yes I do this in narcotics anonymous yes I do that in narcotics anonymous but it's okay to have outside help it's okay to have someone to talk to about my about my stuff man that like I don't want to come in the rooms and spill about there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with me being private about some of my life you know it's not that I'm hiding anything from anybody is that it's I it's my life and I'm allowed to keep some privacy I'm allowed that that is the a privilege that <laughs> they being clean and narcotics anonymous and working some damn steps have given me <laughs> it is an honor to be able to keep some shit private today <laughs> everybody like i tell people i don't post a lot of things on social media I, I i'm not that guy man and and that's okay for me like i'm fine with that but if you know about what's going on in my life it's because you have my phone number it's because we talk it's because you see what's going on it isn't because I'm posting it all over the web and, and letting everybody know what's going on. And I don't have no problem with people. I'm not dissing people. Like, that's the world we live in. I'm just a very private person. Yeah. Um, oh, do it. Okay, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> that's my five-year-old. <laughs> but, um, you know, dang, I forgot what I was going to say. So with that, I'll pass. <laughs> Thanks, Duran. Hey, Phil, I see you got your hand up. Yeah, I'll, I'll be real quick. I, I really liked uh, everything that uh, everybody shared. And, um, you know, it's it's the thing with what issues are or not relevant uh, in various areas of my life. Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to say for me, recovery is still an inside job, you know, and I do got feelings and emotions and and on the humanness. So there's things that just just happen in, in life that that um, constitute that what what what's relevant uh, relevant and and what what are not and um like I says um different things uh happen to me with 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 different issues in life but but what what I'm really in, in touch with you know and I'll just talk about um 
NA with people that's in recovery, you know, working programs and not to be judging or measuring anybody or comparing anybody because we're not supposed to do that. You know, we're all, we're all supposed to be, be equal here, but, um, I'm still more receptive to our members that are in recovery. And especially when they're talking recovery, they're talking spiritual principles there. All those things are going around in me. Um, those are just good things that I gravitate to. And our program, our spiritual principles and our literature and things, um, our meetings and, and you know, the, the, the members, members and things, uh, uh, when practicing things are just good things that I just gravitate to. But there'll, there'll be those times when things aren't practiced and outside issues do come in that got nothing to do with uh, our program and this and that and, and things that, things that just, just happen, you know, um, like uh, Will was sharing, yeah, I, I got a sponsor and things like that to, uh, to talk to, and especially with, um, if there's anything that's uh, all that deep, you know, any more of my life, just an open book, and especially uh, in the fellowship, but there may be that one thing, okay, I don't, don't want, want it to get out there or, or needs to be discussed before it gets out there with the sponsor and those kind of things like there, or a direction that I may need to go. And and I'll go that uh, direction uh, with the sponsor. But once again, it's it's still those um, issues that uh, that happen, and a lot of them can be just different for me, you know. Um, and that's all I got. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Phil. No one else has their hand up. I have Chrissy up next with uh, question twelve. Hey, my Chrissy. Uh, it says, "What value is there for me in setting aside controversial matters in my workplace, family, or elsewhere?" Um, there's a lot of value. Um, what I'm learning today is like it, it goes right back to the very basics. I ain't want to put nobody on my A step today. You know, um, we'll come up out of or something that's very important to me because sometimes I feel like. I'm right. And, uh, but the value is that like, especially in certain issues I'm going through right now, like um, with sexuality, with my spirituality and all that, I, I, I want to be like, you know, I want to be very vocal about it, but I don't want to be so vocal that I tune everybody up. And I apologize about the, the youngins in the background, if y'all can hear them, but uh, I want to be very vocal about it. But if I'm so vocal that I am so loud that I can't hear anybody else's experience, then I can't learn nothing. And um, that, that to me is a value is because that's how I've gotten to where I am in this recovery is because when I came in here, I thought I knew everything. And I had to set the things aside that I thought I knew to hear some predecessors tell me another way and to show me another way. And by doing that open-mindedness piece, I was able to learn. Uh, Narcotics Anonymous is giving me a voice today and uh, doesn't mean I have to be a doormat, but it doesn't mean I have to be a, a beater either. I, I don't have to beat people with my opinions. I don't have to beat them with, with my way is the only way, you know, especially like I just had this conversation with my spouse the other day. It's, um, 
a very controversial issue, but like I don't have it, but through this process and this program, because there's value in learning this, this tense tradition, I was able to say, Hey, like these things don't work for me. And this is my opinion on this issue. And I'm sorry if it doesn't line with your issue or with your opinion, but that's okay today because we can find a compromise somewhere in there. And I'm just, I'm reading today in this new book, it's called, it's, it talks about conflict transformation instead of conflict resolution, how we can come together to transform a conflict and see both sides of all issues. And that's been a, a value to me. And I learned that through this program. I learned it through being in service because like being in an activities chair, that was some difficult stuff and having to have all these principles before personalities, it, it was some hard stuff, but I got through it. And because of that, is that it's transformed the way I, I, I run my life in my home. And it looks like we lost Chrissy. She fell off there. Nope. She may be reconnecting. That's fine, Chrissy. Yeah, we lost you for a second there, but we, we got most of that. Um, well, yeah, I, I have written down, what value is there for me in setting aside controversial matters in my workplace, family, and elsewhere? I get to keep coming back, you know? Like, <laughs> that's probably my favorite one. I'm allowed to come back and I'm allowed to stay. Um, and I, you know, I'm just trying to think workplace, like, obviously, like, I, I work for a corporation. You don't have opinions out loud too loud here. Um, you just don't. It's not, and it's for good reason. There's, a, there's you know, 100 and, 40 some people that work in this building we don't all get along on everything uh but we stay focused on what we're here to do and my family um family's one where it's a little i'm kind of 50 50 on this one i don't i, I know what i want to say but i guess um i really uh value people respecting me enough to allow me to have my opinions and my beliefs and my uh whatever as long as it's not harming somebody else i'm open to a conversation but i really value uh people that support me um so I try to be that supportive person to the people around me. Um, now I have four daughters who are 24 to 14. So sometimes my opinion trumps theirs right now. <laughs> but, you know, um, I try not to be like, you know, crushing my spirit or anything like that. But like, I'm also a parent. Um, so so there are some things that, that uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily put up with. But um I think everybody's happy, so we're going to stop right there. I see you got your hand up, Ms. Dunn. Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate something I think I said last week about the really big issues, the stuff that can't be resolved right now doesn't necessarily have to be resolved right now. It will come back around, right? We don't have to solve every problem every time it comes up. You know, as long as we're being respectful and that we agree that it's something we can put aside and that there's no, that no harm is going to come from putting it. Can we, can we agree to talk about this next week? Can we talk about it next month? Can we talk about it after the quarterlies? Can we talk about it at our next family meeting? You know, those kinds of things and, you know, agreeing to come up with, you know, some solutions, maybe everybody come up with some solutions that they like to see, you know, and um, that my house wasn't a democracy either, right? But but my children were listened to and their opinion was respected. 
you know, and I didn't expect them to give me anything that I didn't give them. So um, that was certainly not the way I was raised. Anyway, the value in setting aside controversial issues is because if it's big enough, it will come back around. Some things need to be resolved, but um, some things can be just set aside for a while. Awesome stuff. That segues perfectly into our next question. Deron's going to start us off on number 13 there. Uh, okay, question 13. When have I taken a position on a subject I meant to stay neutral on? What drew me into controversy in that situation? Are there particular kinds of situations in which it's hard for me to remain neutral? Okay, so the first part, when have I taken a position on a subject I meant to stay neutral on? So <laughs> this actually just happened recently. And um, my therapist and I were talking, this is just between us, but like, I felt a strong need to talk to some people about it. And it, and it's the, the use of like comfort meds, like, and I'm not, okay, so I wanna say this before I even get into it, I'm not being cruel or mean or like, condescending of anybody and their choices in recovery man like you to each their own man i respect it dude i love it i embrace it it's, it's you and and my feelings are based on my personal experience okay so we had a conversation about you know people being on suboxone and subutex and getting the vivitrol shot and i'm like bro narcotics anonymous is enough for me narcotics anonymous should be enough for everybody get into some therapy get into some other spiritual healing things and you'll be okay man get into some step work start clearing the wreckage of your past and and, and working on you today <laughs> and that was like my stance that's my stance on it like and it's is a it's a real big con i know a lot of people are afraid to talk about using those things in narcotics anonymous and and i and i understand why because and to, from 2013 to 2017, I was on Suboxone. And I wasn't clean. I was still living dirty. I was still living in a lifestyle. That's where my personal experience it took me. Like, I had this controlled substance. And I wanted to control it. And I wanted to manipulate it into working for me. I'm an addict. I can't use that stuff. I can't have that around me because anything that's gonna make me some extra money on the side, I'm gonna use it to get that adrenaline rush. I'm just talking about Duran. I'm not talking about anybody else. This is all my personal experience. And um, it's, it, it was a big thing. And I was like, I don't disagree with what anybody else does, but for me personally, I can't do it. And I know a lot of people in my circle that can't do it. Then she asked me, how would you feel if somebody wanted you to sponsor them that was on it? And I was like, well, that's a conversation that me, that person and a higher power need to have together. You know, it's gonna take a lot of time and a lot of prayer and it's gonna take a lot of honesty, a lot of open-mindedness and a lot of willingness on each end to get us both to where we need to be in that process. It's not something that's gonna be stepped on lightly. We have to understand that we're gonna step on each other's toes that we might hurt each other's feelings every now and again, based on this one thing being a part of this relationship. And, and, and this, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it sparks a good debate within our fellowship, with, with, within our community. And, and, and I feel that it's okay. Um, what drew me into the controversy, like I said, it was my personal experience. 
Like I, I've, I've been there and, and I knew where it took me. And it took me right back out to the streets because in 2017, eventually I admitted that I relapsed way before I even did because I was picking up some other stuff and doing some other things. And then it led me to full-fledged out there in the streets, losing everything in and out of jail. You know, I didn't die, but I was in and out of institutions, in and out of jail, losing houses, losing jobs, selling cars, you know, renting, renting my vehicles out to people, missing birthdays missing my family time, losing my family. There's a lot that happened in that. And and I'm not attributing that all to, to, to the Suboxone or anything like that, but it did not help the situation because I'm an addict and I did not have the program of Narcotics Anonymous. And now that I do, I understand where I went wrong for me personally. Okay. Um, are there particular kinds of situations in which it's hard for me to remain neutral? Um, this one, it's just this one. And it's not that I degrade or berate anybody for doing what they do. I, and I, I want everybody to understand. I'm not, I don't dog people for doing what they do. But for me personally, I'm passionate about it because I know where it took me. And I don't want to see another addict go through what I went through, man. If I can help you, then I will. I will tell you my story. But that's just who I am. And, and, and it's hard for me to be, because it hurts me. Even when I went to detox, I did not, use any comfort meds at all. I needed to feel that. So I would never want to feel it again. I, I'm, I'm just passionate about it. And, and, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. And I apologize if I did, but this is my truth. This is who I am. And I'm very passionate about that. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Teron. Good stuff. What you got, Bill? Wow, that was good stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll try to be real quick. Uh, when um, have I taken a position on a subject I meant to stay neutral on? That can happen time to time, you know, um, with, with service. Uh, uh, some of the things that uh, um, D-Ron was uh, uh, discussing too. And uh, it just may be that where I don't want to say anything at all. Um, it's none of my business. Uh, um, uh, I have no experience with it, uh, this and that, but, but th there may be them that moment when somebody gets hurt and I just might want to point our members into some literature or traditions or, or be loving and caring or like whatever, just to fluff things over. So, so, um, well, our literature says um, we don't kill somebody. <laughs> okay. You know, because internal, external forces, you know, if we don't do things right, especially with our traditions, uh, uh, well, I've been here long enough to witness that. Um, we kill our members. And it is, it is what it is. But um, so maybe I might in insert myself or point the members in the literature, like whatever. Um, what drew me into that controversy in that situation, something like that, somebody's hurt, uh, fear for somebody's life, fear um, somebody won't keep coming back, uh, fear somebody's gonna, gonna use, you know? And um, I may uh, insert myself. And that's usually when I'm drawn in or, or whatever. Are there particular kinds of situations in which it's hard for me 
to remain neutral. Yeah, I, I think I said it all. Um, if I think somebody's going to um, be seriously injured or damaged, uh, um, yeah, you know, why not? You know, you know, not that I got, I'm a captain of, of uh, save a NA or NA, uh, Mr. Whatever, put the cape on, but, uh, um, you know, what's our tradition say? Someone points out, you know, the personal stuff depends on our unity. That's all I got. Thank you, Bill. Hey, Donna. So I was just looking at that middle question. What drew me into the middle of a controversy every time? What will draw me into the middle of the controversy is of I think I need to rescue somebody. I need to rescue the program. I need to rescue the person I think is being, being bullied. I need to make sure you're following the traditions. I need to rescue, right? So what draws me in are my own character defects. That's what it is. That's all. Thank you. Awesome, Donna. Thanks. Will, Addicts, she stole my thunder. Uh, yeah, I it was not rescue, but it was fear. It's, it's fear, uh, my feelings. When feelings get tripped and I react instead of respond, um, I get drawn into things that I really didn't want to be a part of to begin with. Um, the second, last question, are there particular kinds of situations where it's hard for me to remain neutral? Um, anywhere that involves my program or anywhere that involves uh, like some mama, I'm the, the point man on. Um, when it lands on me at the end, when the end result lands on my shoulders, um, I, I do, I, I take some, and I, I will listen. I will take examples, I, but I do know what works because it's worked for me. And we might look at what your idea is, but I know mine works. So we might try that, but you know, we're going to come back to this. Um, what have I taken? So recently, this only happened to me very recently, the most one I can think of. Um, I had a young lady with some children in the meeting. They're, they were like, throwing pool balls around the room and cue sticks and shit. And I just said, hey, we don't usually let people over there during the meeting. Do you think maybe you could crowd them up? And she couldn't. They were just, they were off the chain, whatever. Um, and I saw her start packing her shit up. And I was all back over. I said, please, please don't leave. Just, we'll figure something out. I'll get them a snack, whatever I got to do. Well, and she was embarrassed, whatever. So she left. And then it was on Facebook. They fucking threw this mom out of the meeting. Cause then, yeah. And I'm like, we got to fucking fix this. We got to fix it. Home group meeting home group meeting, sponsor, everybody. How are we going to make sure this never happens again? Um, how many times did it happen? Well, I've been here about 10 years. It happened once. Um, hasn't happened since, <laughs> you know? So, but, but it was a feeling, man. Like I hate watching people walk out that door and in a bit of fear, fear-based self-centered. Like I did this, I ruined, like I had to try and fix it, you know? And uh, that that's what gets me every time. I wrote that my feelings, man. When feelings get tripped, man, all of a sudden I'm, I'm talking about any anything and everything. Uh, and, uh, you know, I heard someone tell me one time, man, learn how to respond instead of react. Uh, and, and, you know, that's always stuck with me. If I have a minute to make a decision and, and to think, I usually do pretty well. Um, when that, when that, that fear piece gets tripped, man, I go off the rails pretty quickly. That's all I have. Don and Phil, do you guys have your hands up still or again? Still okay. Um, if not, I have Phil up next with question fourteen. Okay. Um, when has issues that seemed 
unimportant spiraled into conflict. And what do these situations in and out of NA have in common? Um, in and what I have learned with with um, um, things in and out of NA, you know, that happen in our meetings that are they're carried out outside of the meetings and continue to go on and on, and they've been in control, out of control in the meeting, and they're going out of control in the um, or outside of the, the meeting or, or or elsewhere, and they're continually carried on it's 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 nothing that's good it's just bad juju for for the members you know and uh and 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 that happens you know and especially with uh political stuff you know folks have now been best friends of sponsored folks and uh this and that and friends for years and years and years and years and now uh nobody speaks Folks, I moved on. And um, just over um, um, petty stuff, you know, I mean, they're really, once again, outside issues that really got nothing to do with our, 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 our program. And, um, and, and what they have in common is they're, they're just bad things, you know? It'd be something if they spiraled out of control and they were good things, you know, it bought, people together and it you know united everybody and everybody's happy joyous and free with it but you know when it's like i'm never going to speak to you again move on you so and so and so and then all this uh that happens and and here's the, the hit with it outside issues it got nothing to do with our program that's all i got Hey, Christy, what you got? Thanks, Bill. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Um, what issues have seemed unimportant? I think I shared about this a few weeks ago. What I thought was an unimportant issue, and this was in the meetings or before the meeting. So what I thought was an unimportant issue, even though it was important to me, it spiraled out of control. And that was my name change. Um, there was another addict in the room and uh, they looked at him and they asked for his name and I was like, uh, they wanted his government name. And I was like, you don't have to give me your government name. I was like, that's none of their business because out of respect to you, you've chosen not to go by that name, just like I've chosen not to go by mine. And that like literally the whole meeting or the whole atmosphere changed and we uh, was attacked because of our name change. And we was told we was fake and that uh, that we didn't belong and all this other, that that's not anybody's business if we choose to do a name change, if we choose to do a spirituality change, if we choose to work our steps a certain way, if we choose to live our life a certain way. That's not nobody's business. It, it's my job to come here to say my mess, the message of recovery that I live each day, my experience. And that was my experience. And I was like, look, that's what Narcotics Anonymous has given me. But I didn't realize how quickly something could spiral out of control just based on fear or based on not knowing something because you haven't lived it. All because you haven't lived it doesn't mean I haven't lived it. All because it's outside issue to you, it might be an inside issue to me. And, um, you know, it was, uh, and what is 
top comment is like it, it, it creates controversy it creates chaos it creates another a step list whether you're doing this program or not you're gonna have to say i'm sorry to somebody eventually and if you don't well you're just a douchebag so or i'm just a douchebag if i don't want to apologize you know um but it's those things and it's like right down to like wanting to start a, a pride meeting you know a lot of people don't agree with that a lot of people in my area says that that's not narcotic synonymous meeting I was like, as long as I'm practicing traditions and working some steps and not turning any addict away, then it's an narcotics anonymous. It's an narcotics anonymous meeting, and it's, in your opinion, is an outside issue to me. So, and like they can quickly spiral out of control. So, with that, I'm gonna keep coming back because I'm grateful that I have this in my life to teach me how to better handle these chaotic situations. Thank you. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Chrissy. Yeah, I was reading that as well. Um, you know, will addict. Uh, when have issues that seemed unimportant spiraled into conflict? I think um, my words don't always come to me so well. Uh, when small stuff goes unchecked, or when we start just letting small shit slide, and we go, "Hey, I know that shouldn't have happened, but it, it only happened once," or "Oh, oh, they've been here a long time," or "Or oh, I don't feel like staying for the business meeting either, so we just won't have one." You know, um, when we start letting little things just slide, then they disappear. Um, and then, you know, they were there for a reason <laughs> and then things start to blow up. Um, but at the same time, I can understand being over that overbearing guy that's walking around, making sure everything's doing everything right is not welcome as well. Um, you know, the definition of courage and stupidity are very close. That's why life's hard. Um, but, you know, in my, my uh, experience is like, you know, it's especially in the meetings, especially, well, actually, the meetings especially at home when i go and let's be honest i'm just trying to get laid tonight when i let everything start to slide just because i'm not opening my mouth um it will fucking pile up um and 30 days later i'll be down the road just pissed off at everything um whether it's the way you talk to me whether it's something stupid like leaving trash out um when i don't just say something it doesn't get fixed i notice every little thing after um, I get so hyper-focused on why are these people like this? If it's a, you know, the kids and it's the tone of voice. Like if I don't like, Hey, listen, you need to change the tone. Like that shit gets out of control real quick. And then it's, Oh, now I'm blowing up instead of having a conversation. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's very important to, uh, not be lazy in the moment when I go, I really should say something, but I just don't feel like it. Um, I don't, I don't want to, conflict right now i don't i don't like it um and i don't always know how it's going to be received and again here i am having a whole conversation in my head here's what they're going to say here's what i'm going to have to say and it's going to have to go here um when in reality like it probably won't turn out like that every time i've ever opened my mouth my problems have gotten lessened um so but uh man they spire in especially in meetings too yeah um which is important because if I don't know my mouth, I end up leaving, right? I think I've seen that happen. Or I felt like that. Like, you know, I, I'm so far out of touch with these guys, maybe I should just find somewhere else to go. Um, like I talked about last week, like I'm real desperate to get help when I got here. So I could put up with a lot of shit from you. Um, but then when that desperation started to fade away, all of a sudden, um, I didn't need to be sitting in the same room with some of the people that I, I was in the same room with. Um, and thank God, like somebody checked me on that shit. Uh, so that's all I have. Thanks. What you got, Duran? You pretty much touched on what 
what I wanted to talk about. Uh, when have issues that seem unimportant spiraled out of conflict, spiraled into conflict? And um, man, that that really um, that really touches home because, like, for a while, man, I walked around brooding, just brooding, because like I wasn't opening my mouth about things, man, and I noticed it was leaking into a lot of other things, man, and then. Um, you know, being in therapy really helped me realize that, like, I need to just talk a little bit more instead of being living in fear about what someone else's reaction is going to be about my feelings. Like, I have to remember that, like, I tell my sponsees, man, and I tell other people, man, your feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid. Oh, but Duran, you need to take your own advice. You need to, <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need to listen to yourself, man. And I and I used to be big into saying that, man, when I would talk to my sponsors, like, when I'm talking to you, I'm actually talking to my damn self, man. It's kind of crazy how that works out. Like, I need to learn some lessons from this. But somewhere along the line, I lost touch with that. And um, thank God that I have, I'm just thankful for all the avenues that I have in my life to get me back in touch with what I lost, to help me get back to the basics, not lost, but what I just let fall to the wayside, as Will said earlier, man, you know, like, you know, I stopped doing things and then some things fell off, man. And, and now I'm back to talking my mind and, and, and not in, in a rational way, not in like a, I'm going to blow up about everything. You know, people always think like, you look so mean sometimes. I'm like, I just be in thought, man. Like, I just be trying to, like, figure things out, man, and, and how to say things to not come across rude. Because sometimes, like, I know, like, I can get real adamant about things, and I'm, especially when I'm passionate. I've Y'all seen it pl plenty of times in here, man. Like, I'm passionate about Narcotics Anonymous, and I, like, I love it. And somebody could say something about Narcotics Anonymous, and I would just go on a tangent. Hey, no, you don't understand. But... <laughs> Like, stop where you talking about, man, because this is this is a life saving program, man. And it saved my ass, man. And I'm appreciative for it. And, um, you know, if, if I keep letting the little things fester, man, I'm I'm going to blow up, man. And, and I just need to I need to stop living in fear. And that's the second part of this. What do those situations in and out of N.A. have in common is that, you know, it's based on fear. My fears of how people are going to perceive me are my fears of what people are going to say about me or how they're going to take my tone. You know, I'm in, I'm in constant perpetual fear of like people's feel. And, and, and it, it comes from a place of me not wanting to hurt people's feelings because I hurt people's feelings so long or me not wanting to people, me not wanting to make people feel like I'm manipulating them as well. See, there's a, there's a, there's, it's levels to this shit that like I've started to understand about myself. And, and, and how I operate in, the, in, in, in my mind, you know, like I still have a very distorted way of thinking about things. So I have to check, constantly check Deron's motives <laughs> all day, every day. Why is Deron doing this? Why is Deron here? What's going on with Deron? Why do I feel inadequate? Why do I feel angry? Why do I feel sad? Why do I feel this? Why do I feel that? So, you know, with me doing that, you know, a constant, question that I tend to ask myself a lot okay now that we have this realization where do we go from here to run what's our, what's our next move together and 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 then my higher power seems to kick me you know and, and give me and give me the, the the way that I need um I'm just appreciative of all the avenues that NA has given me because without the honesty open-mindedness and willingness I would not be here right now and with that I pass what's up Duran? what you got there Chrissy 
Oh, sorry, hands still up from the last. I keep forgetting to put people's hands down. Well, there are no more hands up. Um, so if there are no more hands up, I think we'll wrap wrap up there for tonight. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. A uh, big shout out to anybody out there listening to H and I. I know there's some correctional institutions and stuff tuning in for us now. Uh, Crawford County, love you guys, man. Keep sticking around. This shit works. Uh, we'll see you guys back next week where we'll be picking up in the For the Group section uh, for episode 87. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.